the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. It was a dark day in Dallas, November 63. The day that will live on in infamy. President Kennedy was a right line. Good day to be living and a good day to die. He led to the slaughter like a sacrificial lamb. He said, wait a minute, boys. You know who I am. Carrie, why are you looking at me like that? You don't know who to sing this song? Of course we do. No we idea. Know who you are. Never heard this. Then they blew off his head while Good morning, everyone. You found Financial Food for Thought. We've got Mark Donnelly and Kara Waddell. This is a little dark song. It's a new Bob Dylan song. Have you ever heard of Bob Dylan? Kevin? I've heard of Bob Dylan. I did not know. Yeah, this is a new song. Oh, it's rough. I mean, okay, it's not like a Rolling Stone, but I mean, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's a little dark. We don't need more dark. Well, that's the thing about Bob Dylan, Kara. You never know if he's being dark or being sarcastic or a little bit of both. We'll mock you and shock you. And we'll put it in your face. It kind of goes. It's kind of a long song. We've already well, let's see. Let's get started, Carrie. <laughs> um, let's get started with Jerome Powell. I would say this is going to be and is a, a very difficult time for many, many people. People are getting sick. Their loved ones are getting sick. People are getting furloughed and laid off. People who started great businesses are seeing them shuttered. Um, I wouldn't want to say anything that diminishes the suffering that uh, that people are feeling uh, at all. It's going to be a tough time. But if the government continues to give people the support that they need, that includes us, that includes Congress, other parts of government, and if people stay home and stay healthy until it's appropriate to go back to work and if the healthcare policy experts devise a plan for a good way to go back to work and reopen the economy if we do all of those things there's every reason to think that we can be back on the road to a recovery fairly quickly and that that can be a robust recovery well there you go so welcome to you know bcv right before coronavirus and after. Because I think life in America is never going to be the same, Gary. Oh, I, I don't know. I think it will be... I, I hope it returns a little bit the same, but maybe modified, but as sooner the better. What week of the shutdown is it? I've lost track. Is I think it the what, fifth? fourth? Because I think we got, at least I know from the schools, we were notified on that March 13th that they would not be going to school that following Monday. So, yeah, we're almost, a, I'm thinking a month in. All it right. seems like 
six months to me. And <laughs> I mean, again, a, a terrible jobless claims, you know, 5.2 million for the month, you know, 22 right. million. Care, I mean, what, 155 million workers in America, 22 million. There you go. There's your 14, 15 percent unemployment rate. I mean, not obviously not Great Depression figures of 25 percent, but no. it's not done yet. No, because um, Ohio. All right, um, 158,000 plus jobless claims for the month. That takes it to 855,000 for the month. That's more than the previous two years. Well, yeah, when you, I still say that can't be surprising when you're shutting down businesses, when you're saying non essential businesses, which are a ton, people can't work. And there's a lot of businesses you can't do from home. I mean, although we have the lovely thing with the internet and computers and remoting, there's a lot of things still out there that you can't do that way, so. I need to listen to Bob Dylan. <laughs> it just goes on and on. Well, I, I was going to say, yeah, it's a little, uh, dep- it's depressing, the sound of it. You think? Very. The place where faith, hope, and charity die. Yeah, faith, hope, and charity die. Yeah, no, you need to you need to play an uplifting song. Well, this will be over in a minute. Shoot them while you can. A couple minutes. All right. So, see if you can shoot. How about if you're now on the unemployment, or your one of your your spouse could be an adult child could be, um, maybe a parent could be. Um, you know, and then so how is Ohio Jobs and Family Services doing, Carrie? Um, uh, they're struggling. I've heard. You think? Um, I, I think we've had some issues. The uh, you know so normally um, they're staffed by forty, um, like forty-two professions. Okay. There, I think uh, they're not equipped. I've heard the. Uh, you know how many they've got now working. 1,194. I was going to say, but then and you And they're have saying to... that's not enough. No, because I've heard the system's gone down because you can't, you have to go online. But, but that... what does that do to their payroll costs? Go up. You think? How I do mean, you think they're going to pay for it? From 42 employees to 1,194? And if that's not enough, I bet they're working overtime. Well, you mentioned the <laughs> computer system, Carrie. Well, it, it was it was created in 2004. Well, I think they need to budget some updates for that. It was designed to handle about a 4% unemployment rate. <clears throat> so what, you're talking almost four times? Not quite? Maybe that's why they're talking about reopening May 1st. Yeah, yeah, okay, so now, and you also may be wondering, you know, okay, I'm getting my Ohio unemployment checks, but where where was that? Extra six hundred dollars a week coming from. Remember, part of the care, you know, part of the federal stimulus was to provide an additional six hundred per week unemployment on top right, of your state. That's going to take a little time, I would guess, to trickle well, down. John Husted gave us an update on that. Okay. Okay, and he's saying by the end of next week, which would be April twenty fourth. You know, full disclosure: this radio show is being recorded on Friday, um, the seventeenth in the morning. Okay. Um, so he's thinking, so Ohio, you, you want to start looking for that extra 600 a week? Now, he said by the end of next week, so I'm not really sure of the timing on that. If you're a 1099 employee, you know, self-employed, right. okay, you, they, Ohio saying you can start 
Um, your process, okay, the new process for unemployed or not, you know, for unemployment for independent contractors, right? Um, May fifteenth. Okay. Well, that's a long way. That's tough for people who have bills to pay in the interim. Um, certainly, we're faced with challenging and uncertain times, but. Um, there are all these things you can do, and we're going to talk about actionable and things you can do about your financial life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We are here every Saturday morning on 1420 a.m. between 9 and 10. We are a financial educational radio talk program talking about planning strategies and concepts. And for people who are working and thinking about their future retirement or people who are retired and concerned about issues and worried about things going on and comes down to what can you do about your financial life today. And we are sponsored by the estate planning team. And the estate planning team is a Ohio registered fee-based fiduciary planning firm that we've been helping people more than 35 years. So we've seen good and bad times, certainly not times like this before, and helping people know what steps they should take to protect their long-term financial stability and use the opportunities. And there are certainly with the CARES Act, and we'll talk about, there are opportunities and there are opportunities in a down market, um, especially if you're someone who has IRAs, company retirement plans, you want to take advantage of those opportunities. And if you're taking minimum required distributions um, or subject to those, I know there were changes with the new SECURE Act, then we got the new CARES Act, which complicates it more. But if you don't know yet, um, the minimum required distributions um, are suspended for this year. So you don't have to take them in 2020. Right, and, and, that- I, and I believe that's for inherited IRAs as well. It is for inherited IRA. So, and if this, and if, and, and if, and if you, this is the first time you're hearing this, you need to go back and listen to our podcast. You need to get caught up. Or I was going to tell people you can call us and schedule a free consultation. Better yet, yeah. So, so, but I mean, I'm just saying. So, we've been trying to capture or, or go over what was in the CARES Act it, mm-hmm. earlier in the year. We were certainly going over what was in the Secure Act. Right. They're both important. They both could affect you and mm-hmm. your retirement plans. Um, and you need to be aware of them. You, in, in the tough times, you need to be looking at every opportunity that may be available to you. And let me tell you, it's even more of an opportunity if you are in the camp or believe that tax rates were gonna, are going to go up in the future. And I think they certainly will. Hi, how will they go? Um, you know, so right now we have more favorable rates. We have this opportunity. And, you know, we've talked to clients and I this week I, I've been blasting out for people who want information as I get it or summarize it, sign up for our newsletter, which you can go to the website, financialfoodforthought.com. If you sign up, usually I do one or two a month because we are getting new information all the time. I've been sending a couple out a week, which just summarizes some of the highlights and need to know information. Um, Certainly when we start doing classes again, you'll also get information, but go to Financial Food for Thought. You can sign up for the newsletter. Also, you can uh, schedule a free consultation. Right now, we're still doing consultations by phone. Hopefully, in May and June, we'll be able to do consultations in person. Um, We've worked hard to try to, you know, I can send stuff electronically. We can send stuff Federal Express. But even if you want to talk, get information and see what opportunities you may be missing out. Remember, we're accredited and A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau. And we're Super Service Award winners multiple years on Angie's list. And what we're doing those... 
um, we're traditional financial planner numbers crunchers. We're not investment advisors. What we do is this objective unbiased analysis. So and taking into account income, expenses, taxes, different tax rates and creating cash flow people need as tax efficiently as possible. And what it comes down to is, do you know how all of these changes are going to impact my financial life in the long term? And then it comes down to what steps can you do to take advantage of it? And what can you do to take advantage of it? And how do you make your situation better when it feels like there's not a whole lot you can do, but there are things you can do. So call the estate planning team for a free consultation. Sign up for the newsletter. The website also has um, our podcast, a link to that. Call 440-239-2090. We will give you a call back on Monday morning. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Listen to Mark Donnell and Kara Waddell. We're the co-owners of the estate planning team. State planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years. And over those 35 years, Kara, we've played a lot of Bob Dylan songs on the radio. You said you wanted to hear the rest of this Post one? No. <laughs> that was depressing. The last 50 years, they've been searching for that. I think it's just really hard to find then this Cleveland weather. I think freedom, we need to have, freedom, you need to play freedom, uplifting songs. Carrie, I can't hear you. I'm listening to Bob Dylan. <laughs> I hate to tell you, mister, but only dead men are free. All right. Um, goes on for a few more minutes. Send me some oh, jeez. Tell me all Okay. So what else? So, so the, the point is, you know, we don't know whether this is, a, well, it's certainly a recession, Mm-hmm. We don't know if it's going to be the V-shaped recovery or the L-shaped recovery or the W-shaped recovery or the uh, uh, Nike Swish recovery. And again, if you, you're not sure what all those mean, go back and start our podcast. But it's just the idea of how long do you think this economic downturn, are you in the camp that think it's going to snap right back um, quickly? Or are you more in the camp that thinks this could be maybe a little bit longer then what? Um, so you, you have to look at, I'm just going to, you know, continue to look at data that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the Commerce Department reported that U.S. retail sales plunged 8.7 in March. Well, yeah, if we can't go to the, I mean, not everybody's an on t- Even online worse realtor. than the 8% projection. Right. Worst monthly decline in ever in the 28 years that they've been studying. It. Okay. Okay. Uh, Food and beverage sales um, did shoot up. That was one of the bright spots because everyone's ordering in. Or, you right. Know, you're, you're try- and there's a lot hoarding. of push. Right. Okay. And there's a push to support your local businesses. And- right. But it was more of the hoarding and the panic buying. Oh, the toilet paper? Um um, health and personal care also went up. But I was going to w- say, that's the toilet paper. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's the toilet exactly. paper and cleaning supplies. Okay, what went down? Sporting goods down 23%. Food services, you know, the drinking places that closed, that's right. down 26%. Clothing and accessories well, down yeah. 50%. Well, when nobody's going anywhere. J.C. Penney is, is right now probably going to file bankruptcy. So what's going to snap the retail back? I don't think all the restaurants are going to reopen. Um, no, they're not. I've heard of ones that are closing permanently. You know, um, I mean, can the retail, can they just do massive discounts to get us back into the stores? Well, yeah, probably, maybe. I mean, is it, you know. Well, black, you need to get people back in the black stores. Black Friday sales, you know, 365 days a year, 70% off. Does that get you in? It does me. It does me. 
Uh, yeah, I don't buy stuff if it's not on sale. Does fifty percent get you in, Carrie? Mm, sometimes, probably fifty. It's got to be more. Like I'm always looking for. Uh, a I don't good think fifty is going to do it. Seventy might. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Fifties. It depends. All right. How about movie theaters? Well, yeah, they're so, all closed. Carrie, a year ago, Hollywood was you know in glory days, right? So a year ago in March, um, you know what the weekly take in for uh, movie theaters were in this country? No. $200 million. Wow. Do you know what it was in the last week of March this year? Zero? 5000 Okay, because I guess you're taking the places. 5000 Well, yeah, because I don't know about you, but they're, oh, I think they should open drive-ins. Um, <laughs> I was looking. The churches want to do that, and they, well, yeah. they say that. Uh, how about the global seafood industry? Mm. Anyone buying fresh Maine lobsters anymore? No, you get that usually at a restaurant. Not exactly. Uh, how about the worldwide shrimp? Oh, yeah. No. Well, yeah, it all affects, I mean. There's one bright spot in the canned fish department, Carrie. You know why? Tuna. The tuna fish. We're storing up. Right. The, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, the IMF came out this week with kind of a, what did Bob, what did Bob just say there? Oh, I don't know. I try to tune that out in the background, Mark. I'm listening to you. It's a few more minutes of that song. It's good. <laughs> all, right. Um, all right. So the all right. So the IMF. All right. Um, they kind of raised some eyebrows, um, saying that the global economy is projected to contract sharply in 2020 by three uh, percent, much worse than the 2008-2009 financial crisis. Um, all right. So they they caused some panic. Um, and, but, but the, the, the bright side there, you know, kind of what, you know, you know, we is listening to the beginning of Jerome Powell saying is that it could come back quickly. The IMF does think it's going to come back quickly. They, they think that the growth in 2021, it will be back up to 5.8%. Great. And this is global. Okay. Great. Um, now they do break that down by country. Okay. Okay. So you're saying, well, how are we doing in the U S according to the IMF? Well, they're saying that for USA, the 2020 uh, down 5.9 percent. Okay. GDP. Okay. Um, and then the rebound in 2021 up 4.7. How about China? All right. Um, mm. So the IMF said that China for 2020 was projected to be 1.2 positive. Okay. I have a feeling they're going to be even more positive. And then. And and then in 2021, China was supposed to be 9.2 percent. Mm. Now, of course, this came out before China just recently, by the end of the week, announced their first quarter, which was down 6.8 percent. Hmm. So I'm not sure if the IMF projections for China are going to hold up. Hmm. Um, how about uh, let's see, uh, Germany down 7 percent this year, up 5.2 percent next year. Uh, Italy down 9.1% this year, up 4.8% next year. Japan down 5.2% this year, up 3% next year. UK down 6.5% this year, up 4% next year. Canada down 6.2% this year, up 4.2% next year. So obviously the IMF is pretty much maybe not a V recovery, but certainly a, 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 a not a very wide U. Right. Okay. Um, so, so there are, you know, people in both places, um, you know, how about the oil, but then you got a little oil crisis happening, Carrie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. 
Um, all right. So, um, okay, Rick Perry. You remember Rick Perry, right? Mm-hmm. He was uh, Donald Trump's energy secretary. He's outgoing now, but he was uh, Donald Trump's uh, energy secretary, former presidential candidate, Rick Perry, right? Um, our capacity, our, you know, oil, our capacity is full. The Saudis are flooding the market with cheap oil. Um, I'm telling you, we are on the verge of a massive collapse of an industry that we worked awfully hard over the course of the last three to four years to build up to the number one oil and gas producing country in the world, giving Americans some affordable energy resources. So uh, Rick Perry saying that now is all in jeopardy. Um, you know, other experts warn that, you know, f- um, you know, if oil remains under $30 right now, it's under, I think, $20. Right. Have, have you filled up your car? It's like the statistics were if it remained under $30, which is a far cry right. from $30. Right well, there's now, no demand either. If everybody's at home, 40 percent of the U.S. sale producers will be bankrupt. Um. So, you know, there. So, you know, it, yeah, we all like the cheaper gas prices, but it's going to hurt. In Not the at the expense of um, all these other problems. So, you know, the the. Uh, so, you know, again, so the, the point about that is, again, is it time if, if you're building or if you've already built a financial plan? And maybe you're looking at a, a best case scenario, or not even—I mean, not even a best case scenario. Maybe just a most likely case scenario. Right. Um, is it time to start building a plan R? You know, we mm-hmm. talked a lot about on the show about plan R, like a recession plan. Or are do you think this is even going to be an extended? Okay, are you in the Harry Dent camp? Remember Harry Dent, right? Now, now Harry Dent, you know, he sell a lot of books, you know, in his lifetime, um, you know, because you know, he, do you know who I'm talking about, Carrie? I Harry, recognize Harry the name. Okay, it, well, he's just I've talked to him for years. On I was going to say that's why I said know, I he, he always gives these dire projections. You know, he, that's probably why I tuned yeah. him out because I'm so, but I mean, earlier in the year, you know, he was interviewed on Glenn Beck this week. You know, he's got a new book out, whatever. Um, but that's fine. Uh, you know, it, he is interesting. He's a, he's, a, he's he's an entertaining guy to listen to. But he's always been, you know, so he's saying, of course, this is going to be the Great Depression. Now, he's been calling for it for, I don't know, 10, 15 years, but right. it's happening now. Okay. Um, now, so so you, you have, so, so, but the point is, you know, the robot doesn't really what you call it, a recession, a depression, or what have you. All the robot is saying is, do you want me to model in some type of economic downturn that is less rosy than the one you're currently running in your model? Because that comes down to saying... Plan for the worst, hope for the best, but at least if you know if worst case scenario, what maneuvers you need to make and how that affects. We have clients that it's going to impact their plan greatly in the long run, and they're going to have to make adjustments and rethink their discretionary spending or their retirement dates or some of maybe that new home scenario they're going to have to scrap. Um, other people won't be affected, but at least you, if you don't know, how can you make decisions and actions? That's what it comes down to. And how do you take advantage of opportunities? Because, because nobody knows. Right. Okay. So you heard Jerome Powell saying it could be a quick recovery. Mm-hmm. You heard the IMF saying it looks bad this year, but looks a lot better next year. How about Neil Kashkari? Okay. He's the uh, Federal Reserve of Minneapolis head, Kerry, right? Okay. okay. Um, he's not quite as uh, optimistic as Jerome Powell. Mm-hmm. This could be a long, hard road that we have ahead of us until we get either an effective therapy or a vaccine. It's hard for me to see a V-shaped recovery under that scenario. Okay, um, 
we could have these waves of flare-ups, controls, flare-ups, and controls until we actually, you know, get a therapy or a vaccine. Okay, um, he acknowledged that the downside of what a prolonged shutdown could mean for the economy, but said the U.S., you know, barring some healthcare miracle, is looking at 18-month strategy of rolling shutdowns based on what happened in other countries. Mm. I do not think if we go I to 18-month rolling shutdowns, this country is going to scream. It's good. Right. I don't think that is going to happen. Um, and there are, I guess... When you read preliminary, I know things are in clinical trials, but there are a lot of therapies that are effective that doctors are just trying. And it seems like every week I see a new one that they tried that's promising that people are who are in bad shape, maybe in intensive care that are out in a week back home, recovered. So We need to find ways of getting the people who are healthy, who are at lower risk, back to work and then providing the assistance of those who are most at risk, who are going to need to be quarantined or isolated for the foreseeable future. This could be a long, long, hard road, as they said. You know, so so he's might you know. So that's um, what now. Um, a lot of this um, is you know is the is the fact that um, you know they're saying that we need those tests, Carrie, right? And the idea of, of getting knowing who can go back to work would be the ones who, because of an antibody test, we can right. confirm we've had it and have gotten over it. Or, but if I right, you know, um, so I've got I got my card that says I can go back to work. Oh, brother. okay, um, right now, and so at least some of us can go back to work, or again continue to care for, or you know I can go out to the you know I you know my family can you know you know it's that idea. But this week, you know, the government got some bad news from from the you know you know because we were kind of hearing from our politicians <laughs> that that test was on its way. Um, President Trump on April 5th, we have made great progress with the antibody testing. Fantastic progress. Yeah, but good progress doesn't mean. Um, Five days later, uh, Mike Pence, um, very soon we'll have an antibody test that Americans will be able to take to determine whether they ever had the coronavirus. Well, very soon is relative. And some of the antibody tests, even when you get it, take time to get the results back you're talking so yeah so on april 6th though the national academy of sciences okay um committee on emerging infectious diseases okay um told members of the white house okay um you know that the issues are the availability and reliability of the antibody right they have to have a good reliability test okay in three words it's a work in progress work in progress okay um now it's like the wild, you know, this is the American Public Health Association when they're talking about the uh, lousy tests flooding the market. Okay. I'm, I'm using lousy because I can't say on the air what they really said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but it's, it's what you need that toilet paper for. <laughs> okay. Um, it's like the wild, wild west out there um, or the wild east. Okay. Um, referring to the fact that at least half of the companies are making these tests in China. Mm. All right. Um, there's been a, some concern that some of the tests might confuse the coronavirus causing the current pandemic with one of the several coronaviruses that cause the common cold. I guess there's thousands of coronaviruses. So um, lots of the tests confuse the two. Right. So that's a problem. The test would end up telling people that they had antibodies to the pandemic coronavirus when they didn't. Exactly. And people might think they're immune when they're not. And I don't know that I want any antibody tests coming out of China right now. (laughs) Um, You know, so, you know, there's some um, now 
Um, so let's 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 look to earnings season. It's earnings season, Carrie, right? Mm-hmm. So earnings season kicked off this week because we always look at that economic data to get a you know a measuring stick of how how our country's going. So the big banks always go first, Carrie, right? Um, now, Carrie, I'm not an accountant from China, but you know when what we've always saying about you know the earnings reports and when they do the EPS, don't they always kind of seem to for some somehow just always just beat the the predictions? Right, because we played that game, and I was pretty close. Right. Okay. Like by a point, a tenth. <laughs> okay. Um, so the big banks always go first. So we have uh, J.P. Morgan Chase. Okay. You know, um, all right. The street wanted a uh, dollar eight or projecting a dollar eighty four EPS. What did they think they came in at, Carrie? Dollar mm, eighty five, eighty six, seventy eight cents. Oh, they came lower. See. Okay. All right. Um, so we're going to play that game. Now, the other thing <laughs> is that, um, and then as far as revenue, um, slightly missed um, street projections of $29.67 billion. They came in at $29.07 billion. Okay. Shares fell about 2.7% on the news. Okay. Um, they uh, J.P. Morgan Chase reported the biggest uh, provision for loan losses ever. Okay, the first quarter profit was down about 69%. So this is a new thing you're going to hear, Carrie, loan loss provisions. So when the banks start talking about their loan loss, that mean they're saying is that because everyone's going to default on their loans, basically from the corporate loans down to the mortgage loans, down to any loans, right. all right, the banks get hurt. True. Okay. Um, so, you know, the... Uh, you know, so that's you know, so they uh, they now have an eight point two nine billion loan loss provision. Wow! All right. Um, now they're also you know, remember we we're, we're talking about the PPP plan, right? And that ran out of money this week, right? The, right. Uh, you know, uh, paycheck protection. And I thought plan. it was interesting that the I, the article I saw that the Small Business Administration wasn't going to release demographics on who got. <laughs> It was a first-come, first-served basis, Carrie. <laughs> Trust me. But if that's the case, that's fine. But why are they not releasing data on size of companies, demographics on where the companies are? I, I want to see it on state. I want to know right. what state's got the money. Or I'd like to know size of businesses. or. Now, the- there's a little bit of data out there on that, but not enough. But it's saying they're not going to release. So No, of course not. Why? <laughs> it, should I mean, be, it should be easy, I would think, to track. Um, so JP Morgan, uh, they're saying they're processing 300,000 applications, mm-hmm. um, about 36 billion. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. How about Wells Fargo? Okay. Um, all right. Uh, Wells Fargo. Okay. The street was looking for 22 cents per share, Carrie. Mm-hmm. What do you think they came in at? I don't know. A penny. Missed broadly. Yeah. Uh, net income drop of 89%. Okay. You know, Wells Fargo coming off some, you know, public relations issues, right? Um, their loan loss provision, $3.1 billion. Okay. Revenue, $17.7 billion. Missed projections of $19.3 billion. Their shares fell 4% on the news. Um, whether they in for the PPP. Remember, they were into the PPP, right? Remember, the government cut them off at $10 billion because they were still pay, you know, paying for their prior crimes. So the government said, we're only going to let you do $10 billion. Well, they did that in a matter of hours or days. So the government said, okay, you can do more. Uh, how about Goldman Sachs reported this week, Carrie? 
Um, uh, Street was looking for three dollars and thirty-five cents per share. What do you think they came in at? A dollar. Three dollars and eleven cents. Okay, better than. But has it? But missed again. So the you know the the you know so you know there you go. Um, revenue, um, you know, revenue beat though. You know the revenue came in at eight point seven four billion. Uh, beats uh, seven point nine two. Um, their loan loss provision much less. Goldman Sachs isn't into the corporate loans and some of the other loans like the other banks are. So they only have they have you know about a you know, about a billion dollar loan loss. Um, they're pretty much one of the only big banks to beat on the revenue side. Uh, Bank of America, okay, um, they got a four point seven six billion dollar loan loss provision. Their profits were down forty five percent. EPS forty cents missed the streets forty six percent forty six cents projection um, revenue. They met expectations about twenty two point eight billion. Um, their shares fell six and a half percent on the news. Um, they're into the PPP for forty billion. Hmm. Citigroup. Um, okay, uh, first quarter profits stumble 46%. Um, they beat, you know, here we go, Gary. <laughs> they beat, the, you know, the street was looking for a dollar four. Right. They came in at a dollar five. Right. That's usually how it goes with all of them. Well, hire their accountants. The other banks got to hire their right. accountants. Um, uh, and revenue beat, you know, 20.7 billion beat 19 point billion. Um, their share still fell 5.6% in the news. Their loan loss provision, $4.9 billion. So the bottom line here is all the banks, you know, other than Citibank, beat, you know, got that penny. You know, they're all down. Profits are down. The loan loss provisions are up. And supposedly they've done all these PPPs, but we really don't know, you know, because we don't know if anyone's got any money yet from PPPs. Right. Um, so, you know, we'll continue to see, you know, earnings, but, you know, so you can kind of say, you know, what is going on from Wall Street? Um, you know, we've already talked about how, you know, the expectations are that dividends are going to be cut. Um, we already talked about, you know, will the share buybacks be allowed if any of these companies, you know, um, take money from the federal government? Are they still going to be allowed to buy back their own shares, pay bonuses to their executives, or continue to pay dividends? A lot of these big banks, that's the issue right now. Well, maybe they ought to be building up their reserves and paying less dividends. Um, so, you know, again, so th- th- this is a point. You're saying, well, Mark, I, you know, does that really affect me? Well, it could. You know, if you've got any mutual funds that are dividend based or if you've got or if you're if you're getting dividends from any of these big banks and you're and you're saying that's where my cash flow is going to come from or you were going with that type of strategy. Would could that affect it could. Right. And that's what we're helping in clients with cash flow and coming back to people when I mentioned the suspension of minimum required uh, distributions. If you don't need that for cash flow and you want to think about planning, at least we've done that with some of our clients that don't need the required minimum, but they have it systematically, maybe with withholdings. We've had people stop that, contact the companies to figure out how to stop till we have time to do some analysis and planning. Because if you've done Roth conversions in the past, there are definitely opportunities. And we'll be talking to people because we're still working um, every week on that issue. And you know, using the opportunities in this down market. And we offer a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation. We're doing consultations right now by phone. 
planning hopefully to do in-person ones in May and June, and we're getting through uh, the calendar. I have even people hopeful that are getting on the July schedule. So if you want to come in and take advantage of a free consultation or just give us a call, want help with these issues. We've been doing this and doing this objective, unbiased analysis for more than 35 years. You can take advantage of a consultation at 440-239-2090. That's 440 440- 239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com and the conversions are a little bit tricky because they yeah, got rid of the re-character. Are you playing that song again? That's almost done here. Oh my gosh. Let's see what Bob's <laughs> I singing. I think, I think he's that, commenting on the earnings report. Oh my, but the re-characterization went away so you want to be careful on the Roth conversion. Although it's a huge opportunity, you may want to do a little bit of it right now and a little bit later when you know what happens out in the year. But we have certainly people calling and taking advantage of that as well as creating that cash flow or if you're worried about things and need that peace of mind knowing what can I do in today's uncertain times. Again, leave a message. We'll give you a call back. If not, you can contact us also through the website. We will respond as well. If you don't get an email, we didn't get it because I always make sure I respond to those. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Murder Most Foul is the name of this tune, Carrie, if you want to get it on Oh, no, thank iTunes. you. Um, What's new, what do I say? Oh, my gosh. Jeez. See, you don't probably get all out of the references, Carrie. No. Because you're a little bit too Oh, it just even, young. it sounds like he's taught, like, oh, it's so, like, such, like, a bummer song. Like, I'm just trying to fill my head with, like, Happy stuff, and just this is a depressing. And that it's 36 hours past judgment day. All right. I was going to talk about Roth conversions, and he's speaking in tongues. One, one of the things that that song's almost over here. Uh, the, one of the things that I'm realizing when working, we're working, we're doing many, we are working with many clients right now on Roth conversions. And again, go back and listen to our podcast if you want to know why people are doing Roth conversions right now. But one of the things is, you know, this is the trend, Carrie. This is what you have. This is why coordinated advisors are so important. So if you're planning on doing or wondering if you should be doing a Roth conversion, you need to get your advisors coordinated. That could be the obviously your IRA custodian. That could be um, your tax preparer. And could be your investment advisor, could be your financial planner. And you need to be working with all of them so everyone is on the same page. Because especially if the reason you're doing the Roth conversion is because you've been relieved of having any required minimum distributions this year. See, a lot of people are saying that is an open, you know, uh, that gives that opens a door for an opportunity for me. Since I don't have to do my required minimums, because remember, the law doesn't allow you to convert your required minimum distributions to Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. So by not having that requirement this year, that opens up room on your tax return. A lot of people are saying now that the stock prices have been depressed, this is a good time for me to do a Roth conversion. It cheapens the, it lowers the tax bill on doing the conversion. I believe that, you know, I believe that the IMF that, you know, and, and Jay Powell, that the, the, it's going to snap right back up within a year. And therefore all that regrowth would come all back tax free in my Roth IRA. Okay. I get it. It's a good idea. We're doing lots of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now we did them a lot back in 2008, by the way. Right. Uh, people that did it back then are doing it again. Um, cause it works so well. Um, now 
the idea, though, you have to think a little bit beyond that because there's a lot of listeners out there, or at least a lot of our clients, who we were relying on their required minimum distributions to cover any tax withholdings they would need to meet one of their estimated tax safe harbors. So now that they don't have the RMDs, that withholding isn't going to be there. By the way, this is why if, if, you, if you've got a tax preparer or maybe you're using one of the robots and it, you know, and it was putting you on a previous year safe harbor for taxes, it's going to make an assumption that whatever withholding you had last year is going to be exactly the same withholding that you have this year. You've got to tell the robot if that's not the case. And it may not be the case if you're not taking minimum required distributions, but yet, especially if they're right. huge. Yeah, but you're saying, well, Mark, if I don't take the required minimums, my taxes will be lower. No, it's not. Not if you do the Roth conversion. It might be if you don't do the same. It depends what right. level. You may want to max out those different tax brackets. And then, so then the, the natural error that's made is, oh, I'll just do withholding on my Roth conversion. Well, you can do that, but that kind of washes out the whole benefit of doing it. If you don't know what I mean by that, you know, ca- call me. And come in for a consultation, and I'll show you why. You know, that's why, you know, over the years we've been telling you, if the only, you know, if the only means you have to pay for the taxes that are due on your Roth conversion is by doing withholding on your Roth conversion, you're, you're spinning your wheels. It might not be worth it in the long run. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so the idea is you've got it make works much better if you can you know use other dollars that we can't put into Roth IRA to pay the taxes that cause us to do it. So you have to work that out in your scenario. You have to say, okay, first of all, you know, how much room do I have to do a Roth conversion? Um, now, based on that, which safe harbor should I be using, the previous year safe harbor or current year safe harbor? And then once you decide that, then you decide, okay, how am I going to pay that? Now you get a break this year because the first quarter estimate wasn't due this week. It's extended to July 15th. And we're assuming that the second quarter estimate, the normally due June 15th, is also extended to July 15th. So this maybe gives you time to say I can get my Roth conversion done. And if I don't have enough other ways of doing withholding, I don't want to do withholding on my Roth conversion, but I can go back and make quarterly estimates. And I'm not behind right now because they've all been extended to July 15th. So these are some of the things um, you know, the UI I'm doing now, a lot of people, and a lot of people are saying, well, Mark, I already missed it. Cause the market's back up. <clears throat> um, did you miss it, Carrie? No, I don't know. Uh, the market came back pretty strong. Is the bear market over? Mm, I don't think it'll be over until we know it could, it could be a roller coaster. I think Bob ride. Dylan talks about that. Oh my gosh. It's almost done though. Well, I'm not a drinker, but this song makes me want to drink. <laughs> um, you know, the, uh, so, okay, but here's, nobody knows if the bear market's over, if it's a bear market rally, nobody knows. But the, the point is, um, what is propping up the stock market right now? It, it, they're calling it the zombie stock market, right, Gary? Because with all the bad news, Mark, why are stocks going up? Well, we don't know. Um, human behavior, it's a stock market, right? Um, but, you know, one of the things that is, is, you know, if the government's willing to throw $10 trillion, you know, and just drop it, you know, in our laps, that it may be enough to prop up the stock market. Maybe. Okay, that's a lot of money, $10 trillion. Now, is it $10 trillion yet? 
No, but by the time CARES Act 2 is done, it could be. So right now, you know, we had CARES Act 1, right, the mm-hmm. 2.3. Then we have the Fed who's saying we're, they're spending $6 trillion. They're buying everything. Junk bonds now. Wait till, wait till the Fed starts buying stocks, right? Um, you know, then, you know, we've got, um, you know, then we had the earlier stimulus, which is trillions on that. So and then, you know, so now we're talking about. Uh, the CARES Act too, right? Um, and they're saying that could be another two to three trillion dollars. But by the way, Carrie, we have an intermission between Act One and Act Two. Okay. Okay, and that's you know right now you know that's the the stimulus that they want to do right now while they're working on CARES Act Two, and of course the uh, you know that's where they want you know the 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 GOPs want to uh, replenish the PPP with another two hundred fifty billion, and then you got the wicked witch of the West, you know, who, who who's blocking that because she she thinks that's way too small. She wants it a five hundred billion. This is just the intermission before they get to Act Two. Okay, we're um, all going to pay for this, by the way. Now, um, so you know, so that's that's part of the the issue. Um, all right. One of the things, though, that is in, um, you know, in the CARES Act, one, all right, is the idea that, you know, can you start taking, you know, money out of your retirement plans without that early withdrawal penalty, right? Um, and that's probably the next step for a lot of Americans, Carrie. You know, you know, after the, you know, they spend the twelve hundred dollars stimulus checks, right? And you know, the, when the unemployment checks run out, you know, in thirty nine weeks, um, and if they're not back to work, and you know, the small business owners realize that they didn't get in the first, you know, round of the PPP, right. and we don't know if there'll be a second round. We assume there will be. Hopefully, by the time you're hearing this show, it's already been approved. But you know, we'll hold, hold our breath. Um, you know, but you know, so. But I mean, what are financially stressed Americans? What are they going to? They're going to do one or two things after that, Carrie. Either one, they're going to take the remaining cash reserve they have, and they're going to go hire an attorney. You know, it could be a bankruptcy attorney. You know, right. it could be uh, you know an attorney. You know, someone to help them sue someone. Right. Um, you know, you can say, well, Mark, who they're going to sue? They're going to sue everyone. They're going to sue their employer. They're going to sue their doctor. The government. Uh, they're going to sue their hospital where they receive treatment. They may be re- suing the nursing home where their elder parent received treatment. Um, they may be suing their insurance carrier. That could be a health insurance. Could be a disability. Could be property and casualty. They may sue their investment advisor, their broker. Uh, they, they may sue the cruise ship that they sailed on. They may sue the airline that they flew on. They may sue their mayor. They may sue their governor. They may sue Gee, their congressman. That's not nice. They may sue their senator. They may sue the president. President, they may sue China. Good luck suing China. The lawyers are going to sue everyone. Get ready for the lawsuits. But the second thing, if they're not hiring an attorney, what they're going to do is they're going to tap their retirement plans. Okay. Um, and so what did the CARES Act? Okay, so this is what's in the CARES Act to help you in that and to give you relief in that department. Okay. Um, now, in order, you know, so the provision of CARES Act allows investors to take penalty-free distributions from IRAs and qualified retirement plans, you know, up to $100,000. So the qualified plans, you know, those are your 401ks, your 403bs, your 457s, right. you know, all those, you know, uh, you know, plans, qualified plans. Okay. Um, January 1st to December 31st, 2020. So it's retroactive. Okay. Um, now, distributions will be subject to regular income tax. Okay. Right. But what the CARES Act allows you to do is spread that out over three years. Oh, okay. the tax on it. The tax on it. Okay. Um, or that also gives you the option of repaying the entire distribution within three years. 
to put it back in if we do have a V-shaped recovery. Okay, and then you kind of kind of recoup the taxes that you paid. So I'm assuming that when you put it, you get you know if you if you pay taxes on it and then you put it back in, you're going to get the it's like going in as a tax you know pre-tax item again. Um, it does you know and, and um, now you know but you need to be eligible. Okay. Okay. Um, so who is eligible? So we have you know so we have a new term, Carrie. It's called the coronavirus related distribution or CRD. Okay. Okay. Uh, remember that. That's going to be important. Okay. So um, you, your spouse or dependent, has been diagnosed with the COVID nineteen. You have experienced adverse financial consequences because you have been quarantined, furloughed, laid off, or have had your hours reduced due to COVID nineteen. You are unable to work because of a lack of a childcare due to COVID-19. Um, you own or operate a business and have to close or reduce hours due to COVID-19, uh, or you have experienced an adverse financial consequence due to other factors as provided in guidance issued by the IRS. And believe me, that list is growing by the IRS. Okay. Um, you know, now, um, all right, uh, should you do this? Um, well, you might ha- I don't know if it's a matter of should. It's some people may. It might be a. I ha- don't have another choice. Now the other thing is you can also you know they've also loosened the rules regarding loans from your four hundred one k's. Okay. Okay. Um, so you know um, so it basically doubled the limits. You know previously it was fifty thousand. Now it's a hundred thousand. Um, and and you know previously it was a cap. It was either fifty thousand or fifty percent of the plan. So now it's a hundred percent of the plan or a hundred thousand. Okay. Um, all right. Um, also, if you already had a loan outstanding, um, you, if you're an outstanding loan on or after March twenty seventh, twenty twenty. Okay, that's the date of the CARES Act, you know, Act 1, um, from an eligible retirement plan. Any repayment of the loan due between March 27, 2020 and December 31st, 2020 may be delayed for one year, okay, with any subsequent repayments and interest adjusted to reflect such delay, okay? Um, so, also, you know, Vanguard, who's one of the big, you know, plan administrators, right. so they're reporting on their website, because I was looking at this, that, you know, no, a lot of times you have that 20% mandatory federal withholding on a company plan distribution. Right. That's way for this particular okay. um, thing. Um, well, that's good. Cause... Now, they're going to default it down to 10%, but actually, apparently, you can say, I don't even want the 10% okay. withheld. Okay. Um they say if your plan usually charges for a distribution, like a fee for distribution, um, that they won't on this. They're going to waive that. Okay. Um, same thing on the loans. If the plan usually charges a loan, an origination loan, um, it will be waived. Okay. Um, and we're still getting a lot of questions, Carrie, about, you know, you were talking about the required minimum distribution, right? Right. And the lack of it. A lot of people are saying, well, Mark, I already started my required minimum distribution because I do it in January. Or I do it systematically, monthly. Right. Okay. And so what's what relief do I have to retroactively put that back in? Okay. And there's the 60-day rule. But, you know, they, we hear the 60-day rule isn't available for inherited IRAs. And then there's also some, you know, you know, there's, you know, and the IRS is continuing to issue issues and notices, you know, defining or clarifying the, the CARES Act 1. And we're, we're now people are thinking, well, maybe there's some, you know, language in these, um, you know, letters that the IRS is sending out that's saying that maybe there's a little bit more retroactivity, meaning that they're, they may waive the one, you know, 60-day rollover year rule. 
um, you know, and some of those things. So, you know, but it's gray right now. Right. Okay. So, and it may be done, you know, got to keep your eyes and ears open. Vanguard right now on their website, you know, the latest one I looked, they're saying, if you're in that boat, you need to call them to discuss what options you have. Okay. So, so again, coordination of advisors to get everything done. All right. And take advantage of a free, no obligation consultation. Remember, we're here to help. We've been doing it more than 35 years. Take advantage of a consultation. Give us a call or contact us through the website and sign up for the newsletter so you get alerts and other summaries of these law changes and clarifications as we get them. That's 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Bob's almost done with the song. Um, it's a murder most foul, Kurt, if you want to get this on. Right. Yeah, please don't play that song again. Right. So what about, the, you know, now we talked about the testing, Carrie. So the, the testing is a problem. So here are some quotes from some people who tried to get testing. I've been sick for three weeks and have had been diagnosed with bronchitis and walking pneumonia today. I learned that I have been exposed to the CV-19. But even yet, because of my symptoms are not severe enough, I can't get a test. Here's another. So you're telling me a tiger can get tested for CV-19 when both my roommate and I are showing symptoms and we're told that doctors aren't going to waste a test on us? Yeah, I've heard that too. Uh, how about Here's one from Mike DeWine. I've been sick for close to a month. First with the CV-19-like symptoms, then with pneumonia, which I suspect was caused by the initial virus. I have found no place to get a test yet. I live in Columbus, and I still can't find a test. Is there a plan? Here's another one. I am currently being treated for CV-19. I was told they couldn't test me. However, I have all the symptoms, including chest pain and cough, so I can't really get up and try to get a job if I wanted to right now. I need to be paid. I need work. What do I do? So stay home, stay alive, but stay active in your financial planning. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.